TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And welcome to the Two Guys in a Mic Show, TalkZone.com. We are live. Yes, indeed, we are live. We uh, have to send some apologies to all people that tuned in the last two, three, four, five days. I know we played some replay shows. We had a little bit of a uh, difficulty getting some co-hosts to fill in. Vacation time here. So we apologize, but we're back at it. The Big Dog and a Coach live. And today, of course, is the opening day of baseball. It's a beautiful time to be alive. We'll talk sports and more. David Olson, our producer on the other side of the glass. He's definitely live, always has been, always will be. Is it Memorex or is it David Olson? The answer clearly is the latter. The big dog and the coach, welcome to the TalkZone.com. Ah, I missed that TalkZone.com music. I gotta, I gotta get like a tape of that and play it with me during lonely times during the week. But uh, yeah, back in action. Very glad to be there. We're gonna do a little baseball preview show today. We'll uh, also talk a little preview of the Final Four coming up this weekend. We haven't been on for four or five days, so we'll we'll recap a little bit of the action that went on. We got some other news off the sports page as well. Talk a little bit about the Chicago Bulls. Had a big high school all-star game right here in the city of Chicago yesterday. If we can, we'll sneak that in too. But uh we want to talk to you, our listeners out there. So give us a call at 888-463-6748. You, of course, are always guest number one here on the show. The two guys in a mic listeners, give us a call. Dial it up. Talk some baseball here. Baseball preview show. Opening day, 888 The phone number, it's hard to believe. It's particularly hard to believe because it's been in a vast cold spell throughout much of the United States and certainly here in the Midwest. And it is hard to get psyched up for baseball when it's that cold, but uh, it's upon us. And the more you read about it, you know, back about a month ago, I was totally not into it when spring training started. But then, you know, the more you read, the more you hear about the teams and the players, the juices start to flow a little bit. You start to get a little more excited. And hopefully, hopefully people are um, into it and excited here on opening day of baseball. Still March. Haven't hit April yet, but it is time for opening day. I think we got about half the teams playing today and about half the teams tomorrow. Always something special about opening day. Very, very cool. You gotta talk some baseball, do it with us. Big dog and a coach. User friendly sports talk radio. Triple eight four six three sixty seven forty eight. It's been uh Almost a week, a little less than that, since I talked to my good friend, my partner, the big dog, Joel Redwanski, who checks in via our phone lines. Big dog, how are you? And it's great to talk to you once again. Uh, Coach, it's great to be on the air this opening day. And I'm glad that when we restarted, because, you know, we've been off for about a week now, and I've been getting, you know, I've been jonesing and thinking about you. But the problem is, I did talk to you right before the show, so I really don't want to talk to you anymore. It's kind of funny. You know, miss you for a while, then yep. they get a little bit of you, and I'm done with you. Yeah, already. yeah, I hear you. Scintillating two-minute conversation we had before the show. We caught up in the last uh, five times 2,420 hours of action. In about two minutes, you sounded good, though. You sounded upbeat. Things happen in your life. I was on a uh, college trip, my first, my oldest son, uh, checking out college for the first time. So an all-new experience for me. But uh, you love this, big dog. It's strictly... By coincidence, 
we happen to be visiting Kansas University. We pull into Lawrence, I swear to you, and again, not planned. At halftime, or right before about uh, five minutes left, first half, Kansas versus VCU. So immediately we got to find a sports bar, right? Yeah. you got to find it. you got to check it out. So we go to the Bird Dog Sports Bar right near campus. Not from what we found out, not, you know, the number one or number two. Uh, you know, it wasn't packed to the rafters, but it was pretty pretty heavy. These Kansas Jayhawk fans were in there, and I'm rooting for VCU. <laughs> right? I mean, you know. Yeah, of course. Ninety like percent yeah. of the country. But I honestly, you know me, I, I will cause trouble on occasion, but I, I could not. These people were so into it, and as Kansas started going down, they were so depressed, Big Dog, a level I've never seen before. I, I Honestly, I could not clap. I had to keep it all quiet. I, I felt like not only would I be attacked, I felt just so bad breaking up what was almost like a funeral for the Kansas fans. It was amazing. <laughs> Coach, I, I believe you 100% because, you know, there are some areas in the world that really only have one sport. Yes. And, and sometimes that sport is a superpower, so... Yep. It's strange, so it really is a love affair. Like mm-hmm. Alabama football for people in the backwoods of Alabama. <laughs> I mean, it's a national title contender in one of the America's biggest sports, and that's all they have. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, I mean, it's one thing, you know, no offense to like if you're a Mississippi fan, you know, for football or if you're, you know, I mean, that's all they have there, but they don't contend for national championships. So mm-hmm. that's all there is in the Kansas football doesn't get you all hot and bothered. Nope. Kansas State doesn't do anything at all, like perennially. So, yeah, coach. Yeah, there there was definitely suicide watch in Lawrence, Kansas, but uh, <laughs> suicide watch. Wow. It, it was an interesting, interesting experience. Again, not planned, strictly by coincidence. We also visited Missouri and Kansas State. So, uh, big dog got a nice tour of the Big Twelve communities. All lovely campuses, by the way. I'm sure they'd love to have you pay a visit someday. I, I would be more than happy to. <laughs> now, oh, I, you know, I'm really, really happy to hear that. That's where you went on your your college tour, yep. because when you told me that, I wasn't sure which son you were talking about, and I thought, like, you were going to head out to Schaumburg and Harper College, and then, you know, then, like, by the second or the third day, make your way all the way down to <laughs> the western suburbs and check out COD, because <laughs> I know traffic in Chicago, and yep. then you then by the time you got to Moraine Valley, oh, my goodness, yeah. you would have to take, like, the Lamont Road and yeah. that, that, you know, way to get there, and I could probably get you there in a day and a half. Coach. Trust me, based on his grades of recent, we that that visit, that little tour of uh, Illinois Junior Colleges may be coming in the not-too-distant future. <laughs> okay, yeah. oh, I wasn't sure which son it was. So yeah, I, I heard Glen Allen is lovely this time of year. Oh, it's it's phenomenal, <laughs> but the problem is they're usually not in school this time of year. Oh, okay, darn. <laughs> I, I knew there was a catch there somewhere. No, no, it, Autumn, it's unbelievable. Right by the yeah. Arboretum, Coach? By the Arbor who? The Arboretum. Arboretum. Oh, Morton Arboretum? Oh, I'm telling you, it is phenomenal, Coach. Wonderful place. One of the most underrated places you can go, especially uh-huh. in the spring and fall of Illinois, and I'm not kidding about that. It's gorgeous. I thought he was the original basketball coach of the College of DuPage. Morton Arboretum? Was it not the same yeah. guy? It was the same guy that named some area <laughs> land after him, too. <laughs> Funny how that happens, huh? Yeah, really, I don't get it. You never know which way the wind is blowing. By the way, you'd be very proud of me. My wife and son were mad at me. They tend to be followed by the rules uh type uh, individual. If my younger son was not with me, he would have supported me. But I uh, broke through some barriers and did get inside Allen Fieldhouse, historic Allen Fieldhouse, which technically was closed to the public. How'd you get in, Coach? Because I well, could do stuff like that, too. Yeah, I know. It's not typically what I would do. That's why I said you'd be proud of me. But we kind of drove around to the back, and they were loading stuff into the back area. 
So you know how it is, is the old story like a, uh, at a party or a wedding, if you don't belong, but if you look like you belong? Yes. You walk in there confidently, you can probably eat free food and sit at a table and uh, wine and dine all night. So I just kind of, I didn't say anything. I just you know, walked right by the worker people, no problem at all, and into the dark, hallowed halls of uh, Allen Fieldhouse, walked around and saw the huge pictorials of all the great Kansas basketball players from, you know, Wilt Still Chamberlain and JoJo White, James Naismith, of course, the creator of basketball. And then they had a barrier guarding the uh, actual entrance to the gyms. But one of them was sliding, so I got around that and walked in the gym with perfectly silent and i just kind of looked around and imagined anyways what it would be like pretty cool place pretty cool place i bet coach that's awesome yeah and i know for somebody like you like opening day for baseball for me is really 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 special and i do love college basketball but for you i know college basketball Mm -hmm. is like you know so i i I can imagine how what an emotional moment that was these these were some good stories from you over the last couple days and it was kind of cool too just just myself in perfectly quiet Allen Fieldhouse, it was a uh, it was a deeply emotional moment for me, Big Dog. I don't know if I can talk about it right now. No, no, did did you say anything and hear your own echo? You know, I should have done that because I typically I I'll do like a PA announcement. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Allen Fieldhouse. But I didn't do that. Why? Well, I, I mean, of all the places you could have done it. Yeah, coach. you're probably right. I didn't think of that. I should have done that. You know, uh, not to like tarnish uh, <laughs> a great experience for you, but I'm a little surprised that you didn't do it. Yep, I, you know I, I what? would have introduced Illinois' 89 lineup uh, <laughs> there if I was you, if I had a chance. Uh, speaking of college basketball on our Facebook page, I don't know who wrote this, but it says uh, baseball preview show today. Also, the big dog will explain how in a drug-induced, or not drug, illegal substance-induced stupor that you actually at one point picked VCU and Baylor to meet in the finals. Is that Can that be uh, substantiated? And Baylor? VCU yeah, and, and the because, Butler, yeah. it says. I'm sorry, Butler. <laughs> oh, you know, I usually pick Butler to go really, really deep. I have to admit, Coach, that uh, I think every one of my elite eight teams were out <laughs> by Friday. <laughs> Not just Final round. Four, but Elite Eight. Oh, my goodness, Coach. I, I was so bad this year. This is legitimately the worst I've ever done in any type of sports pool with my friends ever. I think I finished in last place. Yeah. Out of 50 people or something like that. Well, you got plenty of company. Plenty of company. It was a wild ride. We're not done yet, of course, but uh, who would have thunk it? Connecticut, Kentucky, VCU, and Butler. Absolutely amazing. And uh, some dramatic games, some great games. We're a little bit late coming back talking about it, but, boy, it was a fun ride, and you got to love the upsets once again, Doug. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, unless you're a, a, like a Big Ten or a Big East fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the greatest conferences in the history of mankind and – I mean, all it was was bodies yeah. hitting the floor for uh, for a hey, couple weekends. It was unbelievable. You know, I know Bill Self is not uh, particularly beloved in the fine state of Illinois after leaving the Illini, but I think he said it most succinctly and most matter-of-factly when he said after the game, you know, it, all right, it was an upset, but these guys are good. We watched them on tape. We played them. Maybe they're not as big upsets as we think, and I think the comment that really struck home is, you know, if these guys were playing shirts and skins, and you didn't see Kansas on one jersey and, you know, VCU on the other. If they were just playing in a gym shirts and skins, you know, maybe outside of the Marquise Morris, uh, the, Mar- the Morris twins, the two teams are pretty even talent-wise, size-wise, talent-wise, et cetera, et cetera. I thought Bill Self summed that up quite well. Uh, you know, I, I heard him say that, and I, I agreed with him. You know, I mean, just because, uh, you know, I, I'm not one of his fans anymore doesn't mean that I can't think logically and say, yep. yeah, he's 100% right about that. And yep. it's, 
I don't think it's as big upsets as, as people think they are. So, mm-hmm. I agree. All right. By the way, before we get to our baseball preview show, if Bruce Weber does leave, give me your first, second, and third choices for the new coach of the University of Illinois. Not that there probably will be one, but there are rumors. Uh, yeah, that he's going to go take the Oklahoma job. Bruce Weber, go take the Oklahoma job. Go have a nice career at Oklahoma. If you're thinking about leaving the University of Illinois at all, go blank yourself. Just yeah, don't go, bl- go, don't blame him. Say. That can be a media rumor, not started by Bruce Weber. So I, I, I want an Illinois guy at Illinois. Is all I'm saying, Coach. So if you're even thinking about leaving, mm-hmm. we don't need you here. Okay, that, that's, I, that's the only response I want to that. I, I agree with that. Media thing. I'm sorry about that, Coach Weber. Get some good recruits in okay. here this year. Yeah, I was going to say I agree with that comment as long as it's true. If he was putting feelers out, but yeah. in, you know, innocent till proven guilty. And I think Bruce Weber is pretty dedicated to the the U of I. But uh, again, before Ooh, we do our maybe, base, maybe he saw the Matt Painter treatment that happened. Yep. Matt, Matt Matt Painter gets a couple feels from Missouri. Missouri is nowhere near the program Purdue is. Come on, it's Missouri, okay? And and then all of a sudden he's getting paid by. By Purdue, uh, Illinois doesn't need to get held up uh, by gunpoint with Bruce Weber at this point. He needs to go out there and get some recruits and win some basketball yeah. games. Yeah, Bruce Weber might try the stra- same strategy as Matt Painter, and uh, he might find himself <laughs> yeah. out of a job. Be careful. Yeah, yes. and all of a sudden he's a head coach in Oklahoma, <laughs> realizing that he's at a football school and he can be have a perfect record at, at, at that at that uh, stadium, not even fill it up. Mm-hmm. There's, they could care less about college basketball there. Yeah, well, one of the mottos of Oklahoma college basketball. Uh, uh, you know, one of the mottos of Oklahoma college basketball is don't forget spring football starts in 21 days. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, so he, he would be perfect for a place there. Mm-hmm. No one would care. So there'd be no pressure on him. He can get quality basketball players and they'd play above their level mm-hmm. and they would be a solid program in upstate Kansas every once in a while. And, you know, he'd be beloved. All right. I'm a booster athletic director, Red Wanski, your favorite school, University of Illinois. Coach Weber, let's just say if he did leave, I have an unlimited underground budget for you, Mr. Red Wanski. Give me a one, two, three. Who are the three coaches in order that you would like to see coaching your beloved academic institution? Coach, I'm really, really embarrassed right here, but I have to honestly say this Put is some... the first time I can say, where is the Final Four this year? Where is it being held? Yeah. By Houston? Where is it? I don't even know what the Final Four is. thought it was in Houston, no? Okay. Well, wherever it is, okay, you're going to get me a, a nonstop, because I don't, I don't like to stay over any layovers, but I can fly coach. Wherever the Final Four is, I'm going right with a briefcase full of money, okay, and I'm waiting for Brad Stevens, and after uh, Butler wins the national championship, or wherever they end up, I hand him the suitcase full of money and says that it's unlimited. <laughs> Here's a credit card. It's unlimited, and you're coming to the University of Illinois. So Brad Stevens is uh, – you're not alone on that, as he is the hot commodity in college basketball, back-to-back, taking a mid-major uh-huh. to the final four. I love the way he composes himself, too. He's very um, – or I should say I love the way he carries himself. He is so composed on the sidelines, very mature, well beyond his years. And, and by the way, you give uh, you it, not suitcases, but you give satchels to all his assistant coaches, okay, and also say that give hand these credit cards out to your families too. Mm-hmm. So bring all the whole coaching staff over. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Coach. All right. How about a Brad Stevens? You want. you want to bring the whole? You want to bring your whole system? Bring everything. It's coming in versus time. That's quite fine with me. All right. You got a second choice, just in case Brad uh, decides not to take the briefcase you're holding. Um. 
Actually, no, because I'm I'm putting all of my eggs in one basket. Okay. I'm going at this. I'm going. I'm going at it full in, Coach. Okay. I'm not even acting like you know what I mean. I'm I'm not doing the thing. Oh well, if you don't sign, we got another coach. No, you're our guy. We want you to take over Illinois. Mm-hmm. Tennessee, by the way, just signed one of the hot young coaches that uh, uh, played his basketball at East St. Louis. I'm sure would have loved to come to the University of Owen Martin. Oh, well, no, well, hold. Well, if if Matt Painter was going to go to. If he was going to yep. go to Minnesota, can I please be the Purdue head coach? Yeah, well, he he, well, he played know, so. at Purdue, so you got to understand that. But he's still got yeah. some Illinois roots. He grew up and played his basketball in Illinois. All right, and, and coach, he's like he's he's like Sergio McLean for Purdue. Remember how good Sergio McLean was for Illinois when they were winning Big Ten titles in yes. the early two thousand. Quanzo Martin, I would love for him to be yep. Illinois head coach. Yeah, Sergio's dad is still uh, one of Bruce Weber's assistant coaches, Wayne McLean. Yes. Yeah, and by the way, when I was saying that whole thing about bring your assistant coaches here, I was going to say could we could keep McLean. He'd be one of the yep. he'd be one of the people on the nine rows of coaches behind Bruce Weber <laughs> that, I, that I would watch kept at the University of Illinois. Oh, I get a giggle out of that because it is amazing when I watch basketball. David Olson, I don't know if you've noticed it. I know you're not a big basketball guy, but you got to appreciate this. Even like regular season games, I, you know, I'll go to a Northwestern game and watch, uh, you know, Albany State come in, watch Purdue come in, small program, big pro, and there's like they got like seven guys in sport coats, seven adult grown gentlemen, and then a couple of trainers, you know, on the other end of the bench, and then there's a row behind them with a couple of more guys. I'm just, you know, it's a game. It basically is five guys trying to put a ball into a basket. Do you really need seven? Full-grown adults with clipboards and whatever else they're doing, all to figure out how to win that game. I mean, a coach, you know, you know, no, an assistant you know, coach, coach, but coach. seven guys. Illinois has about twenty. You realize this? <laughs> and I'm not kidding. Illinois has like two rows of people yeah. behind the bench. Two rows. Yep. It's pathetic. I don't. I don't get it. We don't need. We don't need twenty people in suits to watch <laughs> Illinois play basketball and then critique the players afterwards. <laughs> An assistant coach who wishes to remain anonymous just called and said, please be quiet, don't ruin this for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're sorry. I would bet a lot of them are unpaid, volunteer, because there are a lot of people that just want to be associated with Division One basketball. So, yeah. Uh, and I know the NCAA has limits, on, but it is, it's comical to, to take basketball to its most basic level back to James Naismith when he invented the game and to really think it – takes okay, that many so, grown adults to figure out how to win a game. So what did you do at the University of Illinois? Well, yeah, well for one semester, I was the assistant secretary of quality control for yes. uh, the yeah. defensive coordinator. Yeah, well, we need a new secretary of quality control, by the way. But that's enough. We'll preview a little basketball tomorrow, Big Dog, but the matter at hand. And it is the Big Dog and the coach reunited once again, and it feels, it feels so good. Eh, it feels okay right now. 888-463-6748, the matter at hand, Big Dog. And I know I don't want to jack you up. Is the baseball preview show. It opens up today. Very, very exciting. We're going to go over each division, maybe make some predictions, invite the listeners to join in. 888-463-6748, Big Dog. I forgot my coffee today. I, very hard for me to do a show without coffee, but... Just going through the baseball previews and opening day, it's giving me enough adrenaline to keep this baby going. Well, Coach, it's opening day. It's I, I got up and out of bed at like 7.30 this morning. Mm-hmm. I was doing some stretches, some deep knee bends. Yep. I mean, it's, <laughs> uh, it's a fun day to be an American today. Yep.
All right. Before we break down the divisions and make a few picks, just uh, some overalls, Big Dog, as the baseball season is upon us. You're a philosophical, if not epithelial guy. Give me a give me a couple of overall thoughts and feelings as we uh, enter into the 2011 season. Well, Coach, we're sitting in the city of Chicago. One team has big expectations. One team has uh, low to moderate expectations. By by moderate, I'm like, well, if you consider they can finish above 500, good expectations. You know, I, I wouldn't. Uh, but we've seen it many times where one team looks good, the other team doesn't, and the, it, it flip-flops, and the other team ends up being the good team. So who knows and, uh, what happens in the city of Chicago. Maybe this year we'll uh, we'll get it where two teams are contending, but I doubt it. I doubt it. But, Overall, uh, you know, the, uh, the health of the game of Major League Baseball, state-of-the-art in uh, current society, going to be a good season, competitive level, parity or elitism. Give me kind of an overall in the 2011 season. Um, well, well that's, that, that is the thing that, that, like, to be answered, to be honest with you, coach, because it looks like has Boston bought themselves a cakewalk to the, the American League Championship and, uh, and are going to be taking on the Phillies who have seemed to stockpile pitching. I mean, the Phillies are making money hand over fist. Uh, 45,000 people sold out every single game and huge TV contracts. So, that, you know, that is, like, can, can the Royals contend? Can the Twins contend? Can the, uh, you know, I mean, that, that is a big question, coach. So, mm-hmm. According to Bud Selig, this is going to be a lot of parity this year, and it's going to set a record for attendance. And he said that in the state of baseball address today. So, hmm. so that's Bud Selig's prediction, not yours, that that they'll yeah. set an all-time record for attendance in baseball. That surprises me a bit. Yeah, that, that's that's the goal to break last year's all-time record in attendance. Okay. He sees he sees a trend going upwards, mm-hmm. and uh, and he also mentioned, coach. Uh, just, just the way he said it, I, I, I hear Bud Seals a lot. I don't agree with everything he says. I agree with about 45% of the stuff he says. Okay, but um, he did kind of insinuate, like going away from the steroid issue, because he tries to do that. He tries to manipulate stuff with his, uh, with the way he says it. And he said, uh, like this new era of baseball where, uh, like, skill I get exactly what he said, but he was insinuating we're going back to like where skill is the most important part of baseball. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Like Try, trying to trying to put a positive spin on the fact that the illegal substances aren't around anymore. Well, that's what that's what a good commissioner could do. How about uh, season as a whole? Is it going to be a pitcher's year? Is it going to be a hitter's year? Any feel for that? Will the veterans dominate, or will it be more? Uh, hey, the young kids are here. Let's watch them play. Now, last year was the year of the rookie. Yep. Now, this year, there's a bunch of, like, rookie, um, like, phenoms that are supposed to hit it big. But uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves, Coach, because remember, like, that one year when Adrian Peterson was awesome all of a sudden, the next year everybody wanted a great running back in college. Well, just because last year a bunch of rookies were good doesn't mean that the phenoms are going to be any good this year. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe it's the, the year of the comeback. You know, a lot of – a lot of players were hurt last season, and uh, okay. and uh, they're looking to come back and have better seasons this year. A lot of good players right now on the disabled list, like Zach Greinke and Chase Utley, players that were supposed to be big contributors of teams contending for their uh, their league championship. So, mm-hmm. if Greinke comes back healthy, the, you know who knows what happens with the Brewers and and the the Phillies might have the best pitching staff, but if they can't score any runs, doesn't make any difference. So. If Utley gets healthy, that's a huge, huge, huge question. I think we mentioned this about a month ago, but uh, heading into the year on past experience, who knows what's going to happen this year, but based on past experience, is is the Philadelphia Philly 
starting four. You could even throw Joe Blanton in there and call it a starting five. Is that the best starting four ever? Ever to come into a major league baseball season? I know that's a strong statement, but can we go that far? Okay. Well, well coach, you can say it's a strong statement and a lot of people have been like, oh, that's, that's saying way too much, but it's a good question for one simple fact is they have the greatest winning percentage of any four pitchers ever assembled going into a, going into a season as career winning percentages. So at like at any point in any player's career, if they were assembled together. No pitching staff has ever had this much talent. And then if you throw in the fifth starter, Joe Blanton, it just makes it even more incredible because mm-hmm. let's admit it, the guy would be a fifth starter on 30 teams in, in national league baseball. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, honestly, Watch. it's incredible, Coach. So, yeah, that, if they end up being the number, the, the season, basically, if they win the World Series this year, and all of them win at least eighteen games, they will probably will be considered number one. Because don't forget the Orioles team that won uh, yep. in '71. That that's, won. That's the one I remember the most. They didn't win the World Series. Ah, interesting. They won it in '70, but in '70, I think they only had three twenty-game winners. So you know it's. It's that, that's what that's going to be one of those great debates that all baseball fans will be able to come look back and talk about. But like legitimately, Roy Halladay, no offense to Jim Palmer, I, I think this Phillies could actually be better. I mean, you can consider them better. So Halladay wins twenty, Cliff Lee wins uh, like nineteen, Royals well wins uh, nineteen, and then uh, Cole Hamels wins like eighteen games. Mm-hmm. Roy Halladay is so good, coach that. Yep. I think he must have to give the nod because the number one pitcher out of any of those eight, the Orioles or the or the Phillies, it would be Roy Halladay. Yeah, and the beauty of Roy Halladay, and I've always respected him, and sometimes you don't get to see him play as much because he's been with the Toronto Blue Jays. And who else was it? Uh, what other team did he play with in his career? No, it was just the Phillies. Coach. Just, just the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays and the Phillies. Yep. And okay, but uh, is his consistency? I mean, the guy has done it year in, year out, over and over again. He'll have the great games, but I always appreciate guys, Big Doug, who bring it on a regular basis and bring it at a high level. A Roy Halladay has done that, not just for a year or two, but uh, was he go back eight, nine, ten years, maybe more? Yeah, yeah. You, you know, Coach, it's funny about Roy Halladay. I saw some of his stats his rookie year. Now, I was in, I, I hung out with a bunch of nerds. Me and seven other guys were in an eighteen baseball league. And we play Stratomatic baseball. So, Do you know what I'm talking about? So one cool guy and seven nerds playing Stratomatic. I am not kidding you, Coach. We would go there. I would go yeah. to these meetings that we would have once a year and do this draft. <laughs> and I would like legitimately be like, how many of you guys have had sex over those since the last time I saw you last year <laughs> in the spring when we did this? And then they would all have to say, no, not any of these guys. It was amazing, Coach. You know what Stratomatic baseball is? I do. Okay, well, people that aren't out there, basically yeah. you get cards. And all the players' stats are on there. Then you roll dice, and it's very sophisticated. It's not as simple. It's, oh, just roll. It's three dice, and m- multiple yeah. stuff can come up. And uh, we would play. Well, anyways, coach, we quit playing after the 1999 season. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I won the last three years, and because uh, you capture players every year, okay. And the last year, I went back. I was going to see if I can get Roy Halladay. His ERA in 2000, his first year as a rookie. What do you think it was? He pitched 55 innings. 2.50. It was 10 point something. Wow. And he pitched 55 innings. And the Blue Jays were still stuck with this dude. I mean, it wasn't like he pitched one game, nine innings, gave up 10 runs. Oh, mm-hmm. 
He pitched 55 innings and gave up like 65 runs. So he had a brutal first-year debut at Major League Baseball. Yes. Wow. And, uh, and then after that, he got pretty good, Coach, for this. Since he's, I mean, that's, isn't that crazy? He was absolutely destroyed for 55 innings, and he still turned it around and became I, the best pitcher of our generation. I still have great memories of winning the Stratomatic Championship uh, on the arm. Bob Tiffanur was good for about maybe two-thirds of an inning. I wrote him for three innings to close out the World Series Championship, Old Atlanta Brave Bob Tiffanur to win the Stratomatic Championship. Unfortunately, I think I threw out his arm, big dog, because he never played again after that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember one year I, I, I drafted <laughs> Julian Tavares, and I was getting beat like like 10 to nothing yeah. Okay, early. And I put him in, and he gave up like four home runs in a row. Wait. And uh, this, we, these guys took it serious. You know what I mean? And, um, like, if you pitched somebody too long, you couldn't use that card and he pitched for, you know, it was, it was like, it was like real stuff. Yeah. And so I leave Tavares and this guy's getting hammered. And this, like, this nerd is like, you know, you won't be able to use him for like a week, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm never using him again this season. What is wrong with you? Uh, I don't know. Take, take, they took it way too serious. Yeah, so take, when it gets to the personal level and you're worried about the cars, that, that's definitely taking it way too far. Yeah. All right. Baseball preview show. We do it once a year, whether you like it or not, folks. The big dog, Joel Redwanski, our baseball excerpt. Myself, uh, eh, middle of the road, but I'll throw a few predictions in along the way. If you uh, want to check in, talk some baseball with us, love to hear from you. Opening day today, 888-463-6748, 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock this afternoon, Big Dog, ESP of the end. The Detroit Tigers taking on the New York Yankees to open up the season. What do we got for a pitching matchup? Is it uh, Verlander for the Tigers? Yeah, take a guess who it is for the Yankees. Come on, Coach. Who would be pitching for the New York Yankees? I'm guessing Phil Hughes. Uh, No, you should be guessing their $161 million man, CC Sebastia. Oh, I thought they were going to start Mariano Rivera for a second. No, he'll he'll pitch. uh, You know, it's going to be funny, Coach. My prediction for uh, Mariano Rivera is this. The same thing that happens to him every single year besides maybe one, because one year he was perfect all season, was uh, in April he's going to give up a home run to lose a game. Yep. And everyone's going to say he's washed up, he sucks, and he shouldn't be the Yankees' closer anymore. And then when the season's done, he's going to have uh, a 1.5 ERA in 40 <laughs> It's It's almost like one of the rights of uh, spring it, it, slash it, it, summer. Really, if you look at Rivera's career, that's how it happens almost every single year, mm-hmm. especially the last 10. All right. Real quick, let's go down to each division, make some picks here, and take a look yeah. at them very quickly. Let's go to the uh, National League Easter Division first. We already talked about the favored team, the Philadelphia Phillies. They do have some injury problems, though. Big dog Brad Lidge, the uh, closer, out right now. And Chase Utley, their power-hitting second baseman, he is injured. Uh, possibly an omen of, of some injuries to come, maybe even with their beloved four starters. Yeah, you know what, coach? They do. We're going to find out how great this pitching staff is because if they do uh, win the division and get into the playoffs, they're going to be a phenomenal playoff team. Let's face it. Uh, so, with as many injuries as they've had on their offense, and, and basically how weak their offense looks right now, that's going to be a good race in the East because the Braves look yes. really good. They've got a, a nice rotation. Yep. They've got a lot of pop, and uh, the Marlins. You know how the Marlins are, coach. And, They've reloaded with the best prospects in the history of the Marlins. And that's saying a lot because basically the Marlins who, are the new Expos. They're the feeder team for the rest of the league. Who is the prospect we need to watch? Well, you've heard of Mike Stanton, right, Coach? Yep. 
okay, well, that kid has been, you know, absolutely phenomenal. And uh, a lot of people are saying he's going to hit 40 home runs this season. We'll see. He had 22 in half a season last year. Okay. Uh, they got Gabby Sanchez at first base. He can hit it out of the park. And they got guys all over the, the field that can go catch it. And obviously they have Hanley Ramirez who, uh, is looking to have a, a good season. So. Won the series in 93, won the series in 2003. It's been a little bit of a layoff to the Marlins, uh, come up and surprise us, bite us on the backside, if you will. Maybe this is the year in the Atlanta Braves. Uh, boy, I know the Phillies are the favorite, but maybe in any other division in the National League, Big Dog, the Braves would be the favorite. New manager, Bobby Cox is going, and that's, that's a big change. Freddie Gonzalez, he's got some Atlanta blood in him, but that's a big change. Boy, the Braves loaded with good young players. Yeah, and and if you think about it, they they can get sixty home runs from their double play combination. Who, by the way, is a really good field and double play combination. Mm-hmm. You know, so right there, if you're strong of the middle, you know that says that says a heck of a lot for you. And uh, and you mentioned and they are. You mentioned this the year of the comeback, Chipper Jones, who was out for a good part of last yeah. year. We don't know how he's going to do this year, but then spring training, I heard he was ripping the leather, the cover, and even the inner seams. Off the freaking baseball, Chipper Jones is back. Yeah, he's he's crushing the ball, and and don't forget the other guy. Year of the comeback, Nate McClough. Yes, like this preseason's hitting like five hundred. Wow. Okay, so you know, and he had a bad year for the Braves last year too. Mm-hmm. The, the National League East is going to be a beast this year. It's going to be really really tough. Okay. Can we have a moment of silence for the departed general manager of the New York Mets, Omar Manaya? Any Omar Manaya thoughts, Big Dog? Before we move on to the Sandy Alderson era. You know what the funny thing is? We were laughing at you when you were spending all the Mets money, and we were like, how oh, that's hilarious. You're just blowing money. But we didn't really realize that that money that you were spending didn't even exist. Interesting. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I do. The Bernie Madoff factor. I got you. Huh? So, I got I mean, you. If, you. if you think about the mess that the New York Mets are in, and uh, to be honest, I don't like to hate, Coach, but if, if you're going to ask me which team would you want in total disarray financially and organizationally, I would say the New York Mets. You know, when you say mess, it almost sounds like Mets. Maybe for this year, based on the way their the financial situation, we should call them the New York Mets. <laughs> Nobody will notice the difference. It sounds pretty much alike. You know, Coach, if you don't mind, I am going to use that. And when I write about baseball this year, I'm going to, that's, yeah. I'm going to refer to them. That's yeah. all. That's from the, I, from the, the whole season. That's all we're going to call them. It's only a one-letter change. Feel free. Okay. Feel free. All right, moving on to the National League Central Division. I know you want to talk about your beloved Cubs. The Cincinnati Red Stockings, your favorite. Dusty Baker, though, sometimes uh, can start to wear thin. Do they start to drop? Awfully loaded team there. St. Louis going to be interesting, big dog. Uh, Adam Wainwright is injured. you got the whole Albert Pujols. I don't know if you want to call it controversy, but, you know, will the fans back him as much as usual as he, you know, plays out his final year? So some interesting factors there, but uh, you would think the Red Stockings are the favorite. Uh, they would have to be uh, the, the favorite. So we're going to find out uh, how great all this young pitching is. You know, if, if Travis Wood is really as good as people think, because, you know, Edison Volquez yep. you know, has had arm issues. Johnny Cueto starting the year on the DL. So some issues with the Reds. We'll find out. Uh, the Brewers lineup is the best in the division. Then then the Reds lineup. So uh, the Brewers are, have a, have a top-heavy pitching staff. And when they, they'll be good if Zach Greinke comes back, coach. Mm-hmm. But, uh, that's why I think the Cardinals kind of sneak in there because they're just solid all the way around. Okay. Interesting. So you think the Cardinals, everyone's picking the demise of the Cardinals, but you think somehow, some way, Dave Duncan and Tony LaRusso find a way to get it done again. Yes. And, wow. and the Cubs finish in third place. Okay. Okay. At 82 and 80. It's not bad. No, it's horrible. 
It's not horrible. I can I can no, live no, with I that for this year. Have the Cubs go seventy-seven and eighty-five, okay, and find out whether or not some of the young kids can play. Well, now you're getting into specific. I was just looking yeah. at the eighty-two and eighty, hopefully playing some of the young kids and Mike Quade's first year as a manager. The way some of the predictions are, it's it's not great, but that would not be a horrible season for this group of Chicago Cup. Assuming uh, assuming they played some of the young kids. No. I'm, well, I'm hope I'm really hoping that's exactly what happens, coach. Yeah. That's that's, I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. Okay. I mean, we all want to world win a World Series. I understand that. And the Chicago Cup players break in spring training. I'm, I'm assured. And, and who knows? You know, VCU is in the Final Four, so things can happen. But if you're perfectly objective, looking at the Cub roster as it matches up to other teams, 82 and 80. I didn't mean to throw you off course here, but that would not be a that would be a respectable season for this group of Cup. Okay, it would be definitely a respectable season. Okay. okay. But I don't want respectable, Coach. I want eventful. That's what I want. Yeah. That's, those are the type of things that I want. The you... reason there's Cub fans, reasons that have me believe that this organization has a real idea of what it takes to actually okay. climb the mountain and do all that stuff and not just, we don't suck. Like, okay. That seems to be their motto, Coach. At least we don't suck. <laughs> it's like every year, well, we don't suck. Yeah, you're right. Uh-huh. You don't suck. You're not any better than you were the year before. Right. So what, what I hear you saying is, is you're – a little quiet on the 82 and 80. It matters how they achieve that 82 and 80. Playing veterans and just playing out the season or going with some young kids and developing talent and still finishing over 500 where the arrow is pointing up at the end. It kind of matters how they get those 82 victories. Yes, Coach, because, okay. you know, I want to be the type of fan that loves the game so much that I can go and watch Cub baseball. If it's September 20th and they're, and they're 15 games out. Yeah. But if it's September 20th and they're 15 games out, it's a Tuesday night and I'm like, hey, I want to watch, go watch a game because I'm definitely not going to skip a day of watching football on Saturday or Sunday to go do it. Okay. Uh, but you know, I would, I would like to say, hey, this kid has a future here. I don't want to be like, look, looking out watching Alfonso Soriano in left field being like, I cannot believe $136 million for this dude to misplay fly balls and, mm-hmm. and, and strike out when we need, uh, like, like players making contact. So, that's what I'm talking about, Coach. Mm-hmm. I almost would liken it to um, taking it back to my sport, basketball, like the Chicago Bulls of a couple of years ago with a young Derrick Rose and a young Joakim Noah. They finished, if memory serves me correct, around the 500 mark, but they mm-hmm. were an entertaining team to watch all season long, played with spirit, played with hustle, and you could see they were developing into a winning ball club. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. And they were fun to watch. Uh, absolutely, Coach. Okay. And that's what I'm getting at because, you know, I love the fact that you're talking about how it doesn't matter if a team's in it. You don't have to win the World Series. I mean, you said this stuff to me before. Mm-hmm. And you kind of, like, wore off on me. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to go to the game and just watch your team play for that day and win. Mm-hmm. You know, and and, so, you know, and you're right. That's sometimes what it's all about. If, if you don't have a team that is uh, contending for a title or, or going to win that season, but you know you're a lifelong fan forever, you at least want them doing it the right way mm-hmm. and be able to think, you know what, there's a plan here because – a true fan like us, we know the general manager. We know the moves that they're making. So, no question about it. Baseball, right, coach? Baseball reactionary Joel Radwanski joining us on the show. He's our baseball expert, a man is completely passionate on the sport of baseball and knowledgeable as well. It's our baseball preview opening show here in the uh, Two Guys and a Mic. We appreciate you joining us again. Phone lines open eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Big dog, I couldn't sleep last night. So excited about opening day baseball. Woke up about three o'clock in the morning. Looked over at my wife, and for a brief moment in time, she looked just a little bit 
like Anaheim Angel backup outfielder Kendry Morales. Oh, did she? Was she wearing the cast? She was. She was. Oh, That's right. how excited I was for the baseball season. You know, brief moment in time, but there was a for a flash, for a flash, I thought it was Kendry. Uh, she she hurt herself in celebration. You know, you realize this? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Quickly, let's move over to the National League Western Division. Pretty loaded here, too. You got the defending World Series champ, San Francisco Giants. You got the Dodgers biting at their butt, Colorado. Some people think the Rockies could be a surprise team this year. L.A., by the way, we should mention brand-new manager, Donnie Baseball, takes over. Don Mattingly, the coach, and, of course, Ubaldo Jimenez. But uh, can anybody there challenge our defending World Series champions, the San Francisco Giants? You're absolutely, Coach, and... Uh, you know, I, I feel pretty strong about the, the predictions I've given for, for each division so far. So, you know, this is the one where, you know, I'm going to be sitting on the fence and let you know that I'm really confused about what's going on over here. And in the National League West, the Giants' offense is so bad that I don't know if I can pick them again. And But the, the Dodgers have so many weaknesses. Uh, Colorado seems like the most overall good team, but just playing in Colorado – I don't know if their pitching is strong enough to overcome that. There's a lot of love, by the way. A lot of love going on for Colorado's Troy Tulowitzki, like to be the MVP this year. See that good? Coach, just to let you know, I know you want to get all into this, but first of all, I do realize there's a big difference between real baseball and fantasy baseball. But I, I took Troy Tulowitzki as a number two overall pick wow. in almost every single league. Wow. Okay. Number one overall pools? Yes, okay. exactly. Now, in real baseball, that's totally different, but still, I would if I could take any player right mm-hmm. now. If I was going to start a team, Troy Tulowitzki would be wow. like a one, two, or three player. See, I, would, I haven't seen him play take. enough. I need to start following the career of a Troy Tulowitzki. Is uh, give me his numbers a little bit. What kind of ball player is he? And is there a Mrs. Tulowitzki? I'd be interested in that as well. I, I certainly hope not. Uh, uh, Troy Tulowitzki. Let me see, Coach. He, <laughs> last year, you, you do realize that last year when the Rockies made that unbelievable push. Yes. Uh, Which they always the do. The season, he hit 14 home runs wow. in 15 games. Wow. I mean, yeah, that's big time. That's real big time. And let me see, last year he had 315 with like 30 homers, but he missed a bunch of time because mm-hmm. he was injured. Uh, he basically has been hitting around either 295 or up and uh, around 30 home runs the last couple seasons. They play shortstop at a gold glove level. All right. so, and and uh, Victor Conte, I hope, is not a, not a close friend. We don't know, Coach, but I, I got to admit, he's more the size of, uh, trying to think of the, the guy, like how big he is. Um, he, he's about six foot one, about 185, 190 okay. pounds. Solidly built. Okay. Yeah, he, he looks, a, <laughs> he's at as thick as Marlon Bird. Okay. Uh, and, uh, He's, he's kind of spelled. He looks like a, you know, he looks like a shortstop. He looks like a 1980s shortstop, just taller. That's basically six, all he looks like. Six one hundred and eighty-five pounds. That's a pretty well-built short. Typically, your shortstops tend to be a little bit more uh, spindly built, like our very own White Sox. Maybe not as thin as uh, yeah. Ramirez. One eighty-five nowadays for a shortstop is about average. Okay. You know he's yeah he doesn't look. You know he's uh, back in the day. I agree with you. They were like you know five ten, one hundred and sixty pounds, but. All right, San Francisco Sam has emailed in. Uh, some, I can't say all the words that San Francisco Sam has emailed. By the way, our email address, Mike Two Guys at AOL.com. 
He wants to know uh, what the hell basically is Big Dog talking about San Francisco's hitting lineup. Does the Big Dog aware that Buster Posey is back for the Giants and we have a rookie first baseman named Brandon Belt who's going to be your rookie of the year? Uh, first of all, the rookie of the year is going to be Freddie Freeman of Atlanta. And uh, thank you very much, San Francisco Stan. But Brandon Belt, who is uh, one of those five-star prospects yeah. that, that's going to be coming up, won't even be playing. He'll be set down because Aubrey Huff is the starting first baseman ah, for the interesting. What a name. Giants. I heard about the kid. I haven't seen him play yet. What a great name for a first baseman, a power-hitting first baseman. Brandon yeah. Belt. Isn't it phenomenal, Coach? you got to love that. But So he's not even in the starting lineup. No, oh. uh, he, uh, Aubrey Huff is. Aubrey oh. Huff is. Well, that should... uh, but I, I got to tell you something. Buster Posey's the real deal, Coach. He's going to hit 300 with like nope. 15 home runs this season. And no sophomore slump for Buster Posey. How can it be? The guy's a freaking stud. There's some guys that there's nothing about luck or slumps mm-hmm. and curses. This dude, he's going to go out there. I mean, when it's all said and done, he's going to go down as a great player. Mm-hmm. He wins the World Series as a catcher's rookie here. How is that possible, Coach? Yeah, and, and led the team. I mean, he was your team leader. He hit fourth. Not, o- not only his hitting, but he directed a pitching staff where, you know, he elevated the lead. Now, it's not all the catcher, but the catcher's a big part of improving yeah. your pitchers, too. You had a rookie pitcher who was taking control of some veteran pitchers and elevating uh, their level of play almost across the board. It was it was one of the more impressive rookie campaigns, honestly, that we've seen in, in the last decade. So, so saying that, Coach, he isn't going to have a slump, but he will not have as good a, a sophomore year as he did a, a rookie season. Okay. Okay, I mean, because and, and if, if he, I mean, if Buster Posey wants to say, hey, no, that that's, don't say stuff like that, but come mm-hmm. on. You can win the World Series and be the best player on the team. I mean, no way. No way is that happening. Brian Wilson, their closer, injured. I don't know if that's a concern for you. If that lingers, that could be a problem for the Giants. By the way, baseball fans oh, wait, looking. Oh, coach, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but. He's got a strained oblique. How come How come Rod Beck of the Cubs never got a strained oblique? They could never find Rod Beck's oblique. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, you'd have to do, send like a search team in for that. <laughs> but uh, those people that are looking for Jamie Moore, the 48-year-old pitcher, trying to wonder where he is, there are rumors that they actually found Jamie Moore hiding in Brian Wilson's beard. Can't confirm that or not, but okay. you seen Brian Wilson lately? Um, Coach... I, I thought he was a member of Al Qaeda. To be quite honest with you, <laughs> might be. Who knows? You know, nothing. Hey, if that's the way he you have to admit, strained oblique—that's a little bit of a you know. You got all these Mideast troubles, and you're telling me Brian Wilson's out with an oblique muscle? Yeah, no doubt. There might no be more so. to it. All right, but you are picking the Giants to repeat, or are no. you going to pick a uh, surprise? See, that's what I'm saying. You cut me off because I kept going and going. And- I mean, San Diego has a chance, but I doubt it, though. They, they've they got a lot of pitching, but they won't have any offense, Coach. So it seems like Arizona has no chance. So that's the team I'm picking out west is the Arizona Diamondbacks. Wow. You're going VCU on us. Yes, I just did. Air- I had to give you one, right? So Arizona? Arizona Diamondbacks. Yep. Hey, that came out of distant left field. I don't know that I can name you more than three Arizona Diamondbacks. First of all, who's their manager? Um, Isn't it uh, Tracy? The Jim Tracy, okay. Coach, solid uh, guy. The manager of the Dodgers. Yeah, I like him. Solid guy. Very good. Uh-huh. Now, are you, are you just saying that to upset the Epic or are you yeah, honestly? I was. I was. Okay. I was. Okay. Just check it. Because I got to be honest with you, I can't. There's all the four of those teams that I mentioned that everybody is picking between in the National League West all have so many holes that I think Arizona did such a good job of filling up 
like specific. Now, like their pitching is average, coach. Mm-hmm. But I'm just kind of thinking that it's, they're going to step up. That's okay. all. All right, quickly moving along to the American League, and we are going to ask you to pick your World Series compatriots, Big Doug, and who's going to win it at the very end. But the American League West, Texas, of course, got hot, made it all the way to the World Series last year. They pick up Adrian Beltre. But a lot of people think Oakland might be a surprise team. I recall you saying you thought Texas was a one-time wonder. They might fade back into the limelight, out of the limelight. I'm saying that, Coach. And uh, make up your mind what you're doing with your best arm on your team, Naftali Perez. And what they did to him this this summer or this spring was a joke. And uh, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna fall flat on their face. And uh, the the Rangers go 80 and 82. The Oakland A's win that division, Coach. Oakland A's have the best pitching in the American League. Mm-hmm. And I believe they're going to have an MVP candidate. I'm making one of my few baseball predictions. Hideki Matsui, he's now in Oakland, eh? Yeah. I'm predicting Hideki Matsui will have a near MVP type season, Big Dog. He's never really had a near MVP type no. season, Coach, though. This is this is the year. That's a bold statement, to be honest with you. I'm a, I'm a bold sports commentator. That's why they pay me the big bucks, or at least I wish they would. Because he, he hits 285 with, like, 25 home runs, Coach. Mm-hmm. That's nowhere near what it's going to take to win the MVP in the American League. Okay. By the way, my uh, pick to make the World Series out of the American League uh, resides in the American League Western Division. I got Mike Sosha and the Angels having the big year this year. I like their starting force of Irwin, Santana, Dan Heron, Jared Weaver, and Joel Pinier. I'm picking the Angels to come back after an off year last year. Well, yeah, and they got uh, Kevin Jepsen in the in the bullpen, and you know that's a that's a pretty nice team. You know, I, I could see them actually contending. I see them in second place out mm-hmm. there in the in the American League West Coast. Okay. I do think the, the A's with all their starting pitching: uh, Trevor Cahill, Brent Anderson, uh, um, Dallas Braden. I mean, they're loaded, coach. Mm-hmm. All right, be a good year for the A's to do it because, as our movie expert David Olson would uh, be the first to tell you, the Oakland A. General Manager movie, Billy Bean's uh, Billy Ball movie, will be coming out very soon. So it will be apropos if the A's had a big year. Moneyball. Yeah, Moneyball. Moneyball. If Matsu, is actually going to win the MVP, the, the A's are going to need to win the West. Okay. So. Okay. Very good. Quickly, in the American League Central Division, our very own Chicago White Sox are considered the slight favorite. you still got the Minnesota Twins lingering. KC Royals got a lot of good young players bigged up. They're probably a couple of years away. The Tigers have uh, Justin Verlander and Miguel Cabrero. I read one line where it said Miguel Cabrero uh, uh, should not drink and drive unless he's driving and runs, and that he can do. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. What about in Minnesota? You got Morneau with uh, concussion problems, yeah. and you got Joe Mauer with knee problems. If those two guys can come back, are the Twins still the team to beat? Yeah, coach, if you think about Delman Young, that's why every, a lot of people are picking the Chicago White Sox to win the division. Okay, you know I, I talk objectively, coach. I, I, I tell you whether I think the White Sox are going to win or not. I, I really don't see this White Sox team to be as good as the Twins. If the Twins get any pitching whatsoever, and they typically do, their lineup is awesome, Coach. The White Sox lineup is a little bit more powerful. But if you look at how the the Twins are going to be able to drive in runs in a various amount of ways, Mm -hmm. don't forget Delman Young, Coach. He's the number one overall pick uh, of what he call of baseball. He's 25. Last year's a 24 year old. He hit 298 and drove in 112 runs. Mm I mean, do you know what I'm saying? At 25, 
This kid's in his prime, and Jason Kubel can hit. Jim Tomei, okay? I don't care what you say about Jim Tomei. Yeah, he can't run, but you have to throw him strikes, and when you do, he can hit him out of the park. They so, also have a rookie in the uh, Ichiro Suzuki disciple, a last name. I'm going to butcher it. Nishioka. But he, that's, yeah, that's, that's good, Coach. And uh, the kid can play shortstop, and yep. he is a phenomenal fielder. And and so far, he's been really good handling the bat, mm-hmm. Coach. And let us not forget they got one of the best managers in baseball. So even though our show is emanating out of Chicago, it sounds like Big Dog, you and me, uh, and again, Morneau and Maurer's injuries are going to be a key, but Twins still might be the team to beat. I, I think they are, Coach. I, I really do. Francisco Liriano, another year back from yep. the from the arm surgery. How and about last their... year, he got stronger as the year went on. Yep. And he ended up with a really good season. I would have to say he's going to be even better this year than he was last year. After Because, uh, you know, that Tommy John, it takes you a while to, to get back, and now mm-hmm. he looks to be uh, a number one picture again. Is their closer, I forgot his name, now, is he back healthy? Uh, their their closer Joe Nathan yeah. is pitching in the spring. He is their closer, but he has not looked all that great in the spring. Okay. Even though they've said all the right things, coach. You know, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, it's uh, he's he's all right. He's throwing strikes. He's, you know, but he's, his statistics he's just getting destroyed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll see. Okay. Finally, let's move quickly to the marquee division, the one everybody talks about. It seems like people are writing in the Boston Red Sox to the World Series. They. They pick up Adrian Gonzalez. They pick up Carl Crawford, who's a popular MVP pick. Big deal, the Yankees, maybe Toronto. Can anybody challenge Boston, or uh, are they as good as reputation? Coach, absolutely, because not only did they make smart moves, like they didn't get rid of anybody on their major league roster that was that was any good. It was all minor leaguers in order to get Adrian Gonzalez, and then you signed Carl Crawford as a free agent. So they basically took a really, really good team from last year that had all the pieces in place in terms of um, the pitching staff as a legitimate number one depth through five, and they actually have six starters, uh, a bullpen with Daniel Bard, and then adding Bobby Jenks getting the ball to Papelbon, who had a bad year last year. He needs a rebound if they really want to truly contend for a World Series title. Papelbon has that a typical Papelbon here. But Gonzalez and Crawford are perfect additions because you have a legitimate one producer in Adrian Gonzalez helping a very good lineup, and then a legitimate table setter who has some pop in Carl Crawford. So it was that nice blend that they got. Carl Crawford's going to be on base all day long, and when Carl Crawford's on base, he's a nuisance and a pest. Mm -hmm. And when you have pitchers worried about Carl Crawford when Adrian Gonzalez is digging in, Coach, good luck. The, the, the Boston Red Sox are the best team in the American League. As a matter of fact, they're the the biggest preseason favorite in my mind. In my mind, the biggest preseason favorite since uh, since the 2000 Yankees. Coach. Wow. All right, so we're coming into this year with a couple of uh, one clear favorite in the Boston Red Sox and another powerhouse team in Philadelphia. Kind of got the the big sexies on top, if you will, and then of course uh, you've got. Uh, the defending champions, the San Francisco Giants. So it's kind of cool. There may be a little bit of parity, but there clearly is some teams to beat. And what I hear you saying, Big Dog, is A, number one, the Boston Red Sox, and then just a level below them, the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The well, the Phillies are nowhere near as big a favorite in the National League as the, the mm-hmm. Red Sox are in the American League. If the, if the Red Sox don't have the best record in the American League going into the playoffs, which I want to remind everybody – 
uh, I like to say this just because I have no idea who's going to win the World Series. Now, please, I'll tell you right when the World Series. I mean, when the when the regular season ends. And that's I, I would have to say the Red Sox would be the favorite, but the Red Sox are going to win 104 games this year, Coach. Wow, that's the type of year they're going to have. Wow. San Francisco Sam wants to know: Are you worried Nomar Garcia Para might be over the hill? I am. I'm extremely worried about that, Coach. And, and luckily, he won't be playing shortstop or first base yes. or DH. And, he, and it hasn't been for the Red Sox for about five years now. We appreciate Marco Scudero, by the way. Bar- and Marco pardon? Scudero couldn't hit. You know, he couldn't pop a balloon with a tack if you with a tack bat. He swings so weak. But uh, <laughs> uh, I got the guy can field all day long, Coach. So the Red Sox are going back to guys that can go catch the ball. Right. And having guys that are in the corners be able to drive it in. They, they have built – Theo Epstein took a lot of shellac from uh, Buck Showalter saying, you know, oh, he basically bought that team. Yeah, he might have, Coach, but, you know, the Cubs don't spend their money properly. The Red Sox do. So, uh, yes, he has a big payroll, Coach, but if you assemble a team that can run and hit and catch the ball and throw strikes, oh, you're winning the World Series. It's not because you have the biggest payroll. Mm-hmm. That helps. Yep. But that's not the only reason. Yep. Well, put together a team, no question about it. Big Dog, great talking to you. Great to be reunited with you again. Even better to let you know that in uh, one hour and three minutes, 63 minutes, folks, the baseball season will tip off. I know everybody's excited out there. We'll talk about opening games and uh, 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 some more opening debuts tomorrow. Right, Big Dog, as our Chicago teams uh, kick it off. So it'll be a lot of fun. We'll also do a little Final Four preview tomorrow, okay? Sounds good, Coach. Uh, Big Dog, be good. We thank everybody out there for listening. Coach of the Big Dog, yeah, we apologize for the replay shows the last four or five days, but we're back at you live here. David Olson, our producer, he's always live. And we will see you tomorrow at uh, 10 o'clock. Don't be late. Have a great day, everybody, and thank you so much for listening.